business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. To the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Pauline, this calls for the old Billy Barule. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? yippee ki motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! All right. There we go. It is Friday night. <clears throat> you have joined THT Movie Review. I am Boxman. I don't think I have to change my name yet. Uh, along with me is Anthony. Anthony, I hope you don't have to change your name either, my friend. Fuck Blow Slam. Hey, how's it going? Uh, not bad. We'll, we'll get to that later. We're going to start off with the fun part of the show. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get into the movie um, t- uh, real quick, to be honest. Uh, we don't need to do that um, right now, but uh, we will get into it uh, a little bit later. Now, we are doing probably, I know we come on here and say, yeah, one of my favorites, one of my favorites. This is one of my favorite movies from the 80s. Um, we are doing a uh, a little movie, and uh, I, I say little because it really did not do that well in the theaters. didn't do horrible, but it didn't do great. We are talking about 1985, The Last Dragon. Uh, yes, absolutely, man. This this movie, um, like I said, didn't do excellent in in, in the theaters. It it uh, it made money, but it you know didn't break any records. Didn't uh, wasn't one of those movies that you know people are going to really notice. But afterwards, it suddenly became sort of a cult film. Like you know, 
uh, you know, I mean, we've done a few of those on here, like Rocky Horror Picture Show and, you know, all the John Hughes movies, Breakfast Club and all those are sort of cult cult films at this point. Uh, but, uh, you know, this was a little, oh, uh, a little different. Sorry, I forgot everybody can hear that. Uh, this was a little different of a movie. Uh, it, it, it was sort of a comedy martial arts movie. Yes, it was a spoof, if you will. Definitely was. Um, you know, you had just said right before we we got on air that there was some, you know, Bruce Lee references, and there definitely was. Um, now, real quick, let's go over some of the cast of this movie. We can do that real quick. Uh, some of the main cast: a gentleman named Tymok, and uh, he 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 does go by Tymok. That is his real name, um, I believe. Give me a second here. Tymok, yes, is his real name. Um, so, yeah, he is uh, also a stuntman. He hasn't done a ton of stuff, um, but he's done a lot of, actually, Broadway plays. He's done over a dozen of those of Broadway plays and stuff, but uh, didn't do a lot of movie acting, but did do many stunts. Uh, yes, and uh, TV shows. Right, and, and TV shows. Yeah, I mean, he, he had a quick thing on uh, Malcolm and Eddie. Yes, and uh, most people like from the '80s might remember he was on an episode of uh, A Different World, mm -hmm. the infamous uh, rape episode. Yes, the No Means No, a special episode. Yes. Yeah, and and uh, most recently, I heard an interview with him on a show Shaheen has mentioned, The Breakfast Club. Not yes. not the movie, but the the radio show, yeah. and uh, he did an interview. It just seems like a really a pretty cool guy by the interview. Uh, you you can watch that on YouTube, by the way. It's it's right there. Just type in Ty Mock's name, it, uh, Ty Mock Breakfast Club. It will pull up. And uh, it's a really decent interview. He seems like a really cool guy. But, uh, you know, he does have one movie out that uh, was in 2016, and he's got another one coming out in 2017, a short, uh, short movie. So still acting, still doing martial arts. The guy is a good martial artist. You can see just, you know, by the way he does this stuff. But, um... Let's see, we've got uh, Vanity, who played Laura Charles in this movie, a uh, kind of a, I guess you could say her show is kind of like a Soul Train show. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, Ameri yeah, American Bandstand, you just, you know, shows that don't happen anymore. Um, are there, I miss Soul Train. Are there any shows like that anymore where they just dance? Nah. The last one I remember was that one on MTV where they were always on the beach and it was like, it it, it was basically like just Jersey Shore, just a bunch of people dancing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> MTV. Right. That acronym means nothing anymore. No, 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 not at all. Uh, we have, uh, and Vanity we will get into because Vanity wasn't just an actress, she was a singer. Um, not just a singer, she was a creation, really? uh, yeah, a creation of Prince who really gave her her start as a singer. Uh, basically, I, I, I'm sure, you know, Vanity Six, I believe she, she was in Purple Rain, wasn't she? With him. Yeah, she, yeah she's, I mean, she, um, not a detailed uh, library of films, but she did a few things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. Uh, we have Christopher Murney, who played Eddie Arcadian. Great, great actor. Didn't do very much after this either. Now, we need to bring up Julius Car uh, Carey. 
this guy, uh, he played Shonuff, or the Shogun of Harlem. This character has been spoofed so many times. Matter of fact, if you watch Buster Rhymes, yes, he has spoofed this character, but Buster Rhymes is basically trying to be Shonuff all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah that's, actually, that's actually a spot-on comparison. Uh, yeah, he is, which I completely appreciate. Now, he has done, if you remember, he did do a, a parody of him and a couple of his songs. He's done the Show Enough parody. And he should. He actually he's, he, he kind of looks like him a little bit. Um, but uh, he's actually done a ton of stuff. Julia, uh, Julius Carey was probably the most um, well-known actor out of all the people on this in this movie. Um, yeah. We had Faith Prince playing... Basically, uh, Eddie Arcadian's girlfriend in this movie, Angela Varaco, who was basically a um, Cindy Lauper character. Yeah, I mean, not you, as smart though. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, she had the high squeaky voice. She was had the crazy hair. She was wearing. She was Cindy Lauper in this movie, basically. Um, and, and then we do have one notable actor. We have Mike Starr. Mike Starr has been, we talked about him a few weeks ago. He was in Dumb and Dumber. He was Frenchie in Goodfellas. Yes. So, yes. you know, he's probably you know another one. And we had Jim Moody. Jim Moody's been in a ton of things, who was um, Leroy Tymock's father in this movie. He's been in a ton of stuff, too. Um, Jesus, what, uh, uh, I'm blanking on what he's been in, but he'll give me a second and I'll do the old IMDB. Yeah, he was in Bad Boys, not uh, the Will Smith and uh, Martin Lawrence. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, he was in the original Bad Boys with Sean Penn. Uh, yeah. Yep, and uh, S.A. Morales was in that movie also. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember he was in a few things. that I, I know he was in uh, Law & Order SVU. Yeah, he was in Fame. He was in DC Cab. No, he's in New York Undercover at one point. He was definitely, he was in New York Undercover. He was in about six or seven episodes of that. Uh, oh, yeah, he, he did. He was um, Uncle Skeeter and the Best Man, one of my favorite movies. Underrated. Mm -hmm, one of my mm -hmm. favorite movies. Yep, yep. So, uh, I mean, they done a, done a bunch of stuff, um, a little bit of TV. And he even did an after-school special. Who didn't back in the 80s and 90s? Oh, wait a minute. You Come to think of it, since we're on this guy, uh... <laughs> You have you saw Lean on Me, right? Oh, uh, dude, I I was just about to say he was in Lean on Me. I that's, yeah. <laughs> a, that's a good movie, man. Yeah, we got it. That's the original scare straight movie. We need more principles like uh, Joe Clark. <laughs> no shit. I mean, please, nowadays he'd be he'd be locked up, dude. <laughs> he would be locked up. And uh, one thing we cannot forget is uh, Keisha Knight Pullman from the Cosby Show is in this movie. Yeah. Yes, she well, is. She didn't drink anything on set, but yeah, she was in this movie. Well, she was in, I'm too young to say anything in this movie. Uh, <laughs> she also had three names. If you don't, if you didn't know that, she did. If you if you ever watch this movie, she had three names in this movie. Um, ah. Yeah, yeah. Give me one sec here. They. Actually, you think that was like a goof, and they just kind of went with it, or they just yeah. Well, they didn't pay attention to that detail. Her father calls her Natasha. Her mother calls her Sophia, and Tymok calls her, or Leroy, we'll call him. Leroy calls her Lotus Flower. Hmm. So uh, no one really knows what her first name really fucking is. 
Who knows? Right? Yeah. Maybe it's one of those things. They just say, fuck it, leave it in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, Chaz Palminteri is even in this movie. Somewhere. Uh, this was only his second feature film he was ever in. Yeah, he might. He was an extra. Like you had, mm-hmm. it was like a blinking, you missed a type of role. Yeah, yeah, he really had a look. Um, and, uh, but another uh, name in here while we're going through the mm-hmm. uh, listing here. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Ernie Reyes Jr.? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can remember him as a kid. He was in a uh, the uh, second Ninja Turtle movie, and uh, he's in Surf Ninjas. Mm-hmm. And I don't. You're familiar with his father, right, Ernie Reyes Sr.? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean the, that was the little uh, the uh, kid from Sidekicks. He was the pizza boy. He was the pizza boy in uh, Turtles too. Right, right. And wasn't he the? Uh, wasn't he in Sidekicks? No, that was um Jonathan. Was it Jonathan Brandis? What is that little kid's name? Yeah, yeah. No, this guy was in Sidekicks too. The the the, the TV series. Oh, the tell. Oh, I was thinking about the movie. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I I, I believe it or not, I was thinking of the TV series, but um. Yeah, and he was in MacGyver and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, Surf Ninjas, The Rundown. He was in a ton of shit. Oh, shit, he was in The Rundown with The Rock. Yeah. Nice, man. Rush uh, Hour. Done a lot of things. Yeah, Rush Hour, Indiana Jones. Oh, we got we to gotta get to those two one night. But yeah, he's been in a ton of shit. Um, so yeah, and you know, but basically this movie... Um, is about uh it takes place in New York City and a young martial arts master is looking for the real master to obtain the final level and uh something his master always tells him about the glow and uh that's really what this movie is about and uh you know kind of um starts off with a He's sort of doing like some shadow boxing, just sort of doing some stuff, a little martial arts scene. Then he's going through it. Uh, it kind of cuts over to where he's going through a test with his, um, uh, I don't know what you, his Sifu, his, his sensei. Sensei, I believe he calls him Sensei in this. And uh, he's um, he's going through that. Now this starts off with a little thing where the Sensei is shooting arrows at him. This this was real. I was about to ask you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this was real. This took two hours to get right. He did actually grab that arrow. Wow, that's bad. That's badass. Yeah, yeah. Fucking so, man. well, he's, I mean, Tomac is, I mean, he's a, he is a martial arts master in real life. Uh, you know, compared to Shonuf, who actually didn't know any martial arts, did train for this movie and uh, actually kept training after this movie. You know, he, he really took to like the martial arts. Uh, who wouldn't, man? It's it's really, I mean, it's really awesome once you start doing it. You you, you start learning what your body can do and, you know, it, it is really cool to, uh, to, to be doing martial arts. But, um, yeah, that was an actual... You know, thing right there, uh, actual stunt that he took two hours to get it right. I don't even want to know what the bad ones looked like. <laughs> maybe uh, we'll, maybe we'll get that uh, anniversary edition DVD one day. Yeah, we actually picked a good time to review this because uh, 
couple days ago, it was uh, 32 years, I believe. Uh, yep, yep. Yep, it was, uh, I think, 32-year anniversary of this movie a few days ago. So, yeah, it was a perfect time to do this. Um, now, this movie, I want to go ahead and get this out of the way. This movie is sometimes referred to as Barry Gordy's Last Dragon. Those of you who don't know who Barry Gordy is, where the hell have you been in your life? Barry Gordy is known as the founder of Motown Records, or hell, just Motown in general. <laughs> the guru of good music, folks. Yes, basically. Um, now, some people don't really know who his son is. His son is Rockwell, the singer. Um, he's on the soundtrack for this movie, obviously. Um, his the Probably the most popular song Rockwell has is the song Somebody's Watching Me. The song that uh, Geico, I believe it was Geico, using was using it as a um, commercial for them a while ago. That is Michael Jackson singing. He's uncredited for the song. And people always, well, why would he do that? Because that's Barry Gordy's son. Need I say any more? Yeah, it's Barry Gordy's son. Michael Jackson has, I believe they said he had like 60 projects that were uncredited. Um Men in Black 2 being one of them. His, he's not credited for doing that cameo in that movie. Wow. So uh, he, he has a bunch of stuff that he's not credited with. Uh, songs he gave to people for movies to do. You know, so yeah. Yeah, but that that is him on there. But yeah, Rockwell. But yeah, for some reason, uh, Barry Gordy, I don't know if he... They don't really say what he had to do with this movie, but the movie did have a very small budget. Clearly, um, I believe they were trying to go below two million for this yeah. movie. Um, let me see, let me go to uh, let me hit this here. I'm trying to go to the box office for this movie. Give me two seconds. Yeah, I got it here. Okay. Uh, the uh, budget for it was a uh, ten million, Oof. and it made a uh, twenty five point seven million at the box office. All right, so it at least doubled itself. Yeah. It at least like doubled. I said, I mean, and you got to figure this is mid eighty by mid eighty standards. That's twenty five million. Ain't nothing to sneeze at. No, I mean movies were still like you know probably less than three bucks back. I mean movies were like were like a buck fifty back then. Yeah. You know, then uh, it was just easy, but uh, you know, but uh, yeah, th th this is known some for as for some as Barry Gordy's Last Dragon. He did have a lot to do with this movie. And like I said, you know, his son's on the soundtrack. But uh, that, I, I did want to get out of the way and just let you know who Barry Gordy was. If you don't know, holy crap. Like I said, you've been under a fucking rock for a very long time. But, uh, yeah, this movie starts off with that little stunt that I talked about where he grabs the blue arrow and passes his test uh, to become a basically black belt. But uh, basically now he needs to pass the final test, the final level and find the master. <clears throat> so, you know, he basically seeks out the master. Now, we, we, we had mentioned, you know, like I said before, Anthony mentioned that there was a lot of some, you know, Bruce Lee tie-ins to this movie and stuff. One of the Bruce Lee kind of tie-ins in this movie is obviously they're at the movie theater watching uh, Enter the Dragon. And this is actually my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> this is hilarious. This is such an 80s part of the movie. Um, I mean, you know, the, the, the one guy stands up and he has on a, a, a pink tank top 
a cut off pink tank top. Um, you know, let's 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 get into the part. Basically, it moves over. He's sitting there with a bunch of other martial arts wannabes watching uh and like i said enter the dragon the bruce lee movie and uh shonuf walks in the shogun of harlem and starts talking shit this and that starts asking for bruce leroy bruce leroy and and and, and you folks you knew this was a black movie because before uh shonuf walks in everybody's talking at the, yelling at the screen throwing popcorn yes. <laughs> I was bringing flashbacks. It was bringing me flashbacks. I, I was yelling at the screen. So mm. yeah. Yeah, they're throwing uh they're throwing popcorn and shit. Uh yeah. starts uh, you know, basically starts calling out Leroy, gets in his face. Now Leroy is a very content, quiet kind of guy, he doesn't want to fight. Now this 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 is where the uh the guy in the uh pink Belly tank top stands up and starts, you know, wanting to fight with his other boy. Basically, they look like the YMCA. Uh, they, they, they look like the village people. Yes. Um, you know, anyone who they, they start coming down to uh, show show enough one by one, and they're all getting their ass kicked one by one. Even the the tranny is over there screaming. Yes. <laughs> now, box. Let me ask you. Don't judge me. But am I wrong for wanting to show enough to just smack the shit out of the kid that he gripped up before all of this started? <laughs> no, the kid was being a kind of a smart ass. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, everyone starts jumping up trying to take Shogun. He's taking out everybody one by one by one. And, uh, you know, and Bruce Lee won't, well, I'm sorry, Leroy won't do anything. Just basically leaves. Uh, you know, but that brings us to... Uh, you know, of course, we start seeing Mike Starr here. God, he looks so young in here. 1985, goddamn. This is where we meet uh, Eddie Arcadian and his girlfriend and his henchman, who Mike Starr plays in this movie. Uh, Eddie Arcadian basically is the bad guy, the villain in the movie. He's uh, it's, He's kind of a producer. I guess you could call him a record producer. A, a, he kind of he kind of plays like the uh, you know shady record producer type of guy. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. That, they have some mob tie-ins. They never really go there with it, but that's the kind of vibe I got from him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. But uh, yeah. Oh yeah, B Max is already bringing up the uh, kiss my converse. <laughs> we'll get to it, B Max. I promise you, sir. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, yeah, this is where we meet the bad guy. This is the meet the bad guy part in this movie, um, you know. And he's he's trying to get the, the his girlfriend to be noticed is really what he's doing, so she can become famous and he can live off of her. You know, usual, typical American story, but <laughs> you know, <clears throat> so. You know, and right after that, we also, this is where we get to meet Vanity. Oh, yes. Yes. Sweet, sweet Vanity. Um, Again, you know, we were talking about her. Vanity is a Prince creation. She was pretty much a model before she met Prince. Um, Now, we also get DeBarge in this. uh, He's also on the soundtrack. The song Rhythm of the Night. 
which was actually a very popular song for them. Uh, this is right when Eldebarge left. And I believe this was when him and Janet Jackson eloped and he went on his own. Wow. So the, and this would probably would have been what? This probably 84. 80, oh, a year before, yeah. Probably the, probably a year before. Now, I know him and, ja- him and Janet Jackson did elope at one point. So, you know, that that I know I and I know that was when he did leave El DeBarge and be on his own as DeBarge. So, that really has nothing to do with the movie. That's just me. Now, facts. That's what we're doing. It. That's just me. Get, random facts. That's me getting shit off my brain. Um now in uh by the way, in the part where they're uh where we're meeting Eddie Arcadian, I'm going to back up a little bit, rewind. There's some sort of tank in there that you never find out exactly what's in the tank, but it eats anything that it put is put in front of it. So basically we're meant to believe it's some weird kind of man-eating fish. Uh, but anyway, we, we, we do get to see the DeBarge video for Rhythm of the Night. And Jesus Christ, what a horrible video. Uh Hey, as long as the music is good, I can I can deal with the uh, crappy videos. I mean, look, this song was what it was. I mean, for the '80s, this was a huge song. This song was in a ton of movies in the '80s. It got a buttload of radio play. I mean, th- th- literally, this was one of the songs you could switch channels and hear it again. Now, let me ask you something, Bob. Mm-hmm. Since you brought up the video being kind of like ho- hokey and horrible. Would 80s boxmen look at it and feel the same way, or did it fit the time? Oh, dude, it totally fit the time. Totally fit the time here. Um, oh, a- absolutely. And it, it definitely did. Uh, and, you know, we also get a quick... Jesus Christ, I'm trying to think of this guy's name. Give me two seconds to pull this guy's name up. And um... Are you talking about the pizza parlor scene, or...? No, I'm actually still at the scene where we're meeting Vanity, because we get a quick cameo in here from her manager and her manager is William H. Macy. Oh uh, yeah, JJ, yeah, you're right. Yeah, who really I I I I don't see him in the credits. He's in the credits and um another name that we forgot that was a pretty uh oh, there he is. Pretty notable name. But uh he has a small part uh Carl Anthony Payne II. Hmm. Cockroach from Cosby Show. Um, he was in Martin, obviously, Cole. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about that. And I totally forgot William H. Macy had a quick cameo in this movie. I mean, I mean he's a, a a real big actor now. I mean, Jesus Christ, he was in, um, top of my head, A Civil Action with Travolta, Boogie Nights. Oh, yeah. He was in Boogie Nights. He was in Mystery Men. I was always shocked that he was in Mystery Men, but I was always shocked that movie even got made. <laughs> he was, uh, I don't know if you remember a movie called Wag the Doll? Yep, yep, yep. The Nero and uh, Robin Williams, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I think he might have been in that. Here, let me uh, let me go back to William H. Macy real quick. We can go through, because, yeah, I mean, it, to see him in this movie in 1985, I mean, he is a really established yeah. actor right now, and it's just kind of weird to see him in this little tiny role. But yeah. uh, hey, you got to start somewhere, you know. Yeah. You got. Oh shit! He was in a client. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, I remember him in that. Yes, yes, he was. He was in The Client. He was in Fargo. Dude, this guy... Oh, hold on here. Let, 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 let me... Uh, dude, I mean... Uh, down Periscope, uh, Ghost of Mississippi, uh, Air Force One. Jesus, Air Force One. How the fuck can I forget that dude, one? Dude, I am... This guy has hundreds of credits to his name. I mean, going back to 1964, War Games. He was the NORAD officer, uncredited. That's the... Um, uh, Matthew Broderick movie we've talked about. I mean, he, this guy's acting goes back to nineteen fucking sixty four, dude. Jesus, I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, he's been in Law and Order, Civil Wars. He was in Twenty Bucks. He was in L.A. Law. Jesus Christ! Damn, that that's. <laughs> I know it's not on no more, but that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, down. You said down part Fargo. Hit Me, Boogie Nights, Wag the Dog, Jerry and Tom. He was in Psycho, the uh, 1998 version. He was in Superman, the TV series once. Panic, Frasier. He was in an episode of Frasier. I said Mystery Men. Let me see. Uh, yeah, he's done uh, Law and Order, Heart of Justice. He's done uh, ER. Mm-hmm. Uh, King of the Hill. He's in a Simpsons episode. Yeah, and it just keeps going on from there, from there. I mean, he's just done so much, this guy. Uh, 137 credits to his name, still has stuff coming out. You know, he'll he'll be doing money. He was in Jurassic Park. He was in Shameless, the TV show. Yeah. Yeah, The the, guy is very much accomplished. (laughs) Very much. So, yeah, it was a little weird seeing him in this this part. But, um, you know, like I said, you got to start somewhere. And, obviously, this this was... Not his start, but you know, I'm mean, Jesus Christ. Back to 1964, and he is still acting. Wow. So, all right, we're now at uh, we're 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 kind of back to another scene with Vanity, and this is where they're uh, this is where she sings her song, which even back in the 80s, I thought this was one of the worst songs. Um, she's singing her song, but it also shows that. Uh, Leroy's brother is completely in love with her character in this movie. Now, uh, refresh my memory, because I've been trying to... I I looked at the movie earlier, and uh, I know that kid from something. He was in something else. Um, I'll tell you what. You can look that up while I tell this story. Um, Tymok was on... Again, I said he was on that show, The Breakfast Club. Rumor was that Tymok was obviously very young in this movie and very inexperienced with women. Um, he chose Vanity and actually begged for her to be a part of this movie because he wanted nothing more than to sleep with that woman. And from the rumors that he has said, he actually did get to during this movie. So basically she was hired for him. Wowzers. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's one of the the rumors behind this movie is that she was basically, you know, uh, he really like was in love with that woman. So that was one of the reasons she was on the uh, on the movie. But um, I believe she is uh, no longer. Yes, yeah, she is. Yes, yeah, she died February fifteenth, two thousand sixteen. She was recent. I I, th- I thought I I thought she was just. You know, recently in the in the news, I just didn't know that's what it was for. Oof. Oops. 
Oops. All right. Did you uh did you did you find out what her brother was in? What his brother was in or uh Yeah, um uh unfortunately um Leo O'Brien is his name. Passed away. He had, he passed away too, Jesus. Back in twenty twelve at forty one. What oh my god. I'm forty one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when this this show just took a turn. Ooh. Uh mortality. He was uh Ooh. yeah, yeah, he didn't do a whole lot at all. He has three credits. He did Last Dragon. Richie Green, obviously. He was in a movie called Rappin' in 85, and he was in New Jack City as the kid on the stoop. Really? Yeah, so yeah, he, uh, yeah I, mean, I don't know if he's done more, but I'm only seeing three credits. Oh, all right. Hmm, interesting. Um, all right, so we will, you know, not, not, not that much, but uh, obviously he had a, a, a little career for himself. Um, we now go to the part where... You know, we flip over, Vanity's leaving her show, and someone tries to kidnap her while she's leaving her show. And, of course, it's a martial arts movie, so Tymok steps in and takes all three of these guys out like Bruce Lee would do. Um, and, like I said, you can really, just by the way he moves, you can tell he, he knows what he's doing. Uh, obviously, this, I, I'm not sure... I bet if I read the wiki a little more, it tells when he started doing martial arts, but obviously he's been doing martial arts a very long time. Let's see, he was, uh, I mean, he was born in 1964, so he was 21 years old when he did this movie. So he's been, yeah, he had to have been doing martial arts from when he was a very, very young kid. Uh, you know, I mean, he's 52 years old now. Wow, 52, that's it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's fifty two years old. Still look still he's still in excellent shape. Um, you know, I mean the the interview they that they had with him was last year and that's when I was watching it, and he's still in amazing shape. So, you know, still and still looks pretty much the same. Just a little older and a little more jacked up, but pretty much still looks the same. Man, they could still redo this movie. Surprised they haven't yet. No, I don't give them ideas, man. You know, we've talked about it before. I, you know, it's just certain things that you you shouldn't even try to touch. No, nah, yeah, this one I wouldn't even dare. I, I, I would hope they wouldn't touch this one. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he saves her, and she's kind of, you know, looking at him like a hero, and he basically gets her a cab and disappears, and she's trying to, like, she's, like, hitting on him. <laughs> so, you know, but again, he kind of plays the naive... Basically, he's kind of like the naive virgin in this movie. Would you kind of yeah? yeah, Basically, is what I would call him the naive virgin. And uh, you know, she she's talking as she's picking up her shit, and basically, she looks up, and he's fucking gone. What was that? I said it, I said it was. It it made me laugh to know when that his younger brother actually had to give him tips on picking up women. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But um, you know, she it, it it turned it's a little bit of a Cinderella kind of thing. She finds his his medallion, so she keeps it. And uh, now we go. Jesus, this movie's weird. He he does go back looking for that medallion. He's freaking out that he can't find it, which is you know kind of gives us why he's looking for. Um. Why he's looking for her. But uh, Eddie Arcadian was behind the kidnapping. He's trying to kidnap 
uh, Vanity in this movie, Laura, in order to get her to listen to his girlfriend's song. So, you know, that's uh, that's kind of the part where we're at. But, you know, basically these guys are in there. They go back to him and say, hey, some guy came out of there. It was like ten of them. Meanwhile, there was only one. Um, but this is the, the, the scene I do want to get to and talk about. When we mentioned Bruce Lee, yes, they do watch a Bruce Lee movie. But now we go to a scene where he's in his dojo and he's training the kids. Yes, yes. In the dojo, he is wearing a yellow jumpsuit with black stripes on the side this is the jumpsuit that bruce lee is wearing in game of death wow yes this is the exact jumpsuit he is wearing in game of death that was the movie bruce lee was filming when he passed away nice nice that's a nice uh, little uh, homage there mm-hmm. many people have worn this outfit in movies to i mean I believe there's even a part in uh, Central Intelligence with The Rock where he's wearing an outfit like this, too. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. This outfit has been worn in a few different movies, obviously, you know, paying respects to Bruce Lee. But uh, we, we meet Johnny here. Johnny's Bruce Lee's friend. And Johnny is the real comedy relief in the movie, in my opinion. <laughs> Johnny should have had a bigger part. Every movie needs a Johnny. Every, every movie. Every, every movie needs that that goofy sidekick that makes good in the end. Yes, and he wasn't like the Johnny in Karate Kid. He wasn't that kind of Johnny. He was a really goofy, funny Johnny. He uh, didn't know much much martial arts, but basically he says that you know I'm I'm Asian. All I gotta do is make like I know it and scream a lot. And <laughs> but uh, oh god, you couldn't! Oh Jesus, you couldn't even make That's that joke. Get away with today. No, 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 absolutely. Um, Shonuff ends up breaking into the not breaking in, busting into the dojo, calling out Bru- uh, Leroy Green, or as they call him in the movie, Bruce Leroy. And uh, this is where he basically. You know, this is the scene, basically, B-Meg's mentioned it already. This is the scene where Shonuff tells him to kiss his converse. And he's actually wearing converse, which is, you know, which makes total sense. Why would you not wear converse when you're telling someone to kiss him? Uh, But, you know, I mean, he's got his whole little gang. And, uh, again, this is totally an 80s gang. They all have on, like, spiked dog collars, teased up hair, and, you know, all that shit. But, uh... You know, they're in there, and again, he doesn't want to fight, especially in front of his students. Um, you know, martial arts, you know, people always teach it that, you know, it's it, it's the last resort. You don't want to fight. You're not supposed to fight. You're supposed to only use it in self-defense, blah, blah, blah. Some people take that to a, a little bit too extreme, and, um, you know, th- th- that's what they're kind of bringing here. But he did not want to fight in front of his students. You know, that's not what he's teaching them. He doesn't want to teach them violence, obviously, is the message here. Teach respect. You know, but, uh, of course, Johnny tries to fight and (laughs) ends up running because he can't really fight. And, uh, you know, Leroy does end up kissing Shonuff's shoes and getting kicked in the face for it. Uh, So, you know, that's where the whole thing sort of starts with him and uh show enough but uh dude 
I, I do want to say, I think Shonuff is one of the best villains of any martial arts movie ever. Oh, you liked it? You didn't think it was too over the top? I- I- no. No, not 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 over the top at all. Not. Nope. Dude, yeah, I I'm losing you for a second there. No, I said I I love this character. It was tongue in cheek, but that's what made it work for me. It did. It, it but it I don't know. It, I'm not gonna, it definitely didn't have to be, but it was I don't know, man. It was a real this guy played the character very good. He was intimidating. He had a he, he, I'm like I don't know if it was his real voice, but he had a great voice for the part. And just he played it well. He played it well. I mean, basically he was a I mean, I don't know. I mean, 1985 he was kind of like the 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 martial arts pimp, I guess you could call him. <laughs> That's a good way. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really quite sure on what the uh, correct term would be nowadays for that. Um, woman seller? Um, uh, no, no, no. Uh, feminist dealer? Would that Keep be? Going, Keep going. <laughs> no, no. My, I think my shovel just broke from the hole I was digging. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I don't have any. I have no duct tape to put it together with. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, boy, I dig myself a hole once a week, don't I? <laughs> At least once a week. No, I've been a couple months. You've been pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Every yeah. now and then, I've been all right, <laughs> especially with the friggin' movies we've been doing. I've been, I've been lucky. <laughs> yes. Don't worry, we still got weaves in the chat. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, chat going. <laughs> yeah, the show could, the show could take a turn at any time. Um, but yeah, now we actually go to the scene and we see little. Little Keisha Knight Pullman, little uh, God, what was her name? Like uh, uh, Rudy. Rudy, thank you, sir. Little Rudy from the Cosby Show, eating with chopsticks. Uh, yes, Miss Pulliam grew up quite well. Yeah, yeah. I'm. You know, let's give her a little credit. Not many of these child actors pull through without being completely fucked up and in the news every other month. Well, you know what she did. She was smart about it. You know, after the Cosby show, I think she pretty much faded away for a little bit, but that's only because she went to school. She graduated from Spelman, got a life together. Mm-hmm. She resurfaced. Uh, I believe first thing she did was uh, House of Pain, which was the uh, Tyler Perry show. Okay. And then, then that's kind of like when she kind of like got hooked up with him, did some of his movies, his show. But yeah, she basically took a break from Hollywood after the Cosby's and lived a normal life. There was no reason for her. Dude, she she probably made everything she needed to off that show. She probably could live comfortably. So why not? Go out, do what you want to do. I mean, Jesus Christ, you're, your parents don't have to worry about paying for your school or anything. Yeah. You know? Oh, on a random trivia note, since we brought her up real quick, mm-hmm. did you know her role was originally intended to be a boy? Really? Was she auditioned for it? Yeah. Rudy on a Cosby show was originally supposed to be a boy. But uh, she auditioned Bill, and they liked her. She, they thought she was a better fit, so they just switched it over to a girl. They just never changed the name. Wow. But uh, Rudy was originally supposed to be a boy, little boy. Huh. Um. Well, shit, guess who was considered for the part of uh, of Leroy in this movie? Billy fucking Blanks. Wow. 
That's. I mean, I mean, people know who he is, but he, I mean, think about it. His career could have took a whole another direction if he was in this movie. It could have. This movie could have taken another direction. It could have. You don't. You never know. But uh, the the director thought that Ty Mock had a. The, the, the kind of young innocence to play the role that Billy Blanks didn't at the time. So yeah, Billy Blanks. Yeah, Billy Blanks. He's always. I mean, he's. You know, he has like a more uh, smoother, aggressive look about him. Where I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe him as a shy type of guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. Yeah, he seems more aggressive. This might have been a little more, a little different of a, of a movie otherwise. You know. So. Uh, you know, basically, um, now, all right, now we're at the scene. Uh, this is not going to be a very long movie, people. Don't worry. We're going to get through this pretty quick. He's at the, We're at the scene now where he does finally see Laura Charles because his, uh, they're, at the ta- they're at the table eating, and his brother is watching her show. And he, he didn't even know who she was. Again, he's naive. He's shy. He doesn't know anything, doesn't know any, who anyone is. Just kind of all he worries about is himself and his martial arts. Uh, his brother decides he'll take him down there to go find Laura Charles after they go and open up their pizza place. And we've got to bring up the logo for the pizza place. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Do you want to do it? It might sound better out of you. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. <clears throat> I'll stop you if I feel like you're a drowning boss. I'm not going to. Now, there's two reasons I, I want to bring up the pizza place that is owned. A, uh, the, the the slogan for the pizza place is Mover Your Pizza to Daddy Green's Pizza. Jesus. Um, and B, Timok was actually born to an African-American mother and an Italian father. This is kind of a little um, sprinkle to his real life here. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, he, the, he has an Italian father who obviously who owned a restaurant, and his mother was an African American, you know, woman. So this is sort of a, this was sort of a real life. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, but this was kind of real life for him. So it was just sort of a weird tie-in how they did it like this. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 was born to an Italian father. So, um. You can sort of see it when you look at him, though. I mean, especially now, he's all jacked up and shit. You can really tell he's got some Italian in him. But, uh, yeah, yeah. it, it even says, uh, you know, in the back, there's another slogan, Green's Pizza. Green's Pizza is the slice of life and all that shit. But uh, this is where they start heading out. Now that, you know, they open the place, they finally head out, and they're going to see Laura Charles' show, um, you know, and... Usually what happens is uh, her brother sneaks in. Of course, he doesn't want to sneak in, but he eventually does. And while his brother is sneaking in, he sees her leave. And, of course, they finally do kidnap her this time. Yeah. Uh, Eddie's boys. Eddie Arcadian's boys finally kidnap her this time. I shouldn't just say they. Jesus Christ. They. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, Eddie's finally got her sitting down and she's listening to the the song by his girlfriend. Again, it is very, very Cindy Lauper like, um, man, Anthony, I wish you could hear this. You can play it for the chat. Right? I am. I'm going to hear me rewind a little bit and I'll play it from the beginning. I obviously have an incredibly HD version of this and, uh, it's taken a minute to fast forward and rewind, but, um, 
I'll get to it. Well, while you're doing that, um, it, it, it is another factor that I wanted to throw at you real quick. Okay. The uh, guy that plays Bruce Leroy's brother, uh, Leo Bronadal, was bringing up earlier. Mm-hmm. Guess who he is the uh, younger brother of? Who? In real life. Who? Uh, his his uh, older brother is Guy O'Brien. Does that name ring a bell to you? It does, but who is it? He's better. No- Guy O'Brien is better known as Master G from the uh, Sugar Hill Gang. Oh, shit. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that little tie in there. That's pretty fucking cool. That's a nice little tidbit right there. I like that. All right, let's see here. Let me see if I can get some of this playing here. Here we go. All right, it was cutting out a little bit there, so I went ahead and Turned it down there, but yeah, you can hear it's very Cindy Lauper kind of incredibly '80s music. Obviously, you know, drum machines and synthesizers everywhere. Uh, that was the '80s, folks. If you didn't like a synthesizer, you didn't like the '80s. Uh, <laughs> I've definitely got to get a uh, different copy of this movie. Um, but yeah, this. Uh, I actually have a DVD copy of this movie. I probably should have just put it in. This is one of them I wanted to always own. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so, you know, I don't care how far we get with the technology. There's certain things you just want to have a physical copy of. Yeah. Yeah. This this is one of them. This is a, a me. I, I Me and my buddy Joe, who I've spoke about Joe before, and uh, we would literally put this on at my house in Florida and just watch this and laugh and get drunk. I mean, this, this, w- is, a, this is a pretty good drunk movie, uh, a pretty good movie to get drunk. To. Oh, we would just sit there and I mean, just watch it. I'd, I'd get totally shitty watching this movie. But, uh, you know, I mean, we ended up putting on other movies after this. Half the time it was Breakfast Club. We put on this yes. and then Breakfast Club or whatever and just kind of jam out to old 80s movies. But... Yeah, yeah. Me, me, and my buddy Joe, man. That's all we would do is watch old movies, man. Old eighties and well, it was the nineties, so some of the early nineties movies. But you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of that, uh, you posted on the uh, our uh, group page, tht uh, dot com slash groups, um, about a Breakfast Club anniversary. Yeah, I believe today is what was that? Uh, hold on, let me get to that. I think it was the anniversary in the movie that is of the day they served detention. That's what it was. To the March twenty fourth today is the day that movie was set and took place on. That's exactly what it was. That was that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool yeah. That's a in the detail, my friend. That's pretty cool. I mean, you know, I mean, I believe it was, uh, you know, two thousand fifteen, a couple years ago in October was when they were when the Back to the Future time was set to and everything. And uh, yeah, listen, we're coming up to uh, when Demolition Man, I believe, was set in twenty twenty. Yeah. So you know that's going to be another one. Hopefully, everyone will jump on. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I guess we will see. We will find out. But, uh, you know, the, the, like I said, she's sitting there listening to the song Laura Charles is being forced to listen. And uh, basically she says the song is horrible. Right around then, Tymok busts in like a friggin' ninja. And uh, 
kicking everyone's ass and saves Laura Charles for the first time. Uh, and also he sticks Eddie's head in the tank, which again we said we're not totally you're you're never told what's in the tank, but I wouldn't want to be stuck in the tank with whatever it is. But again, you're never told exactly what's in that tank. Um but anyway, uh he takes Laura Charles home and uh she's awfully flirty with him. And uh he and she has his medallion, which of course he wants back. And uh, you know, he he does get his medallion back. But um in the meantime she's also kind of trying to hire him as a bodyguard. And he's not interested and doesn't see that she's very interested in him too. Uh, yeah, and, it, and it's one of those things where I understand it's a movie, but it was painfully obvious, and the the sick the, the sick the smoke signals were going over his head. So I did get kind of annoyed at this part. <laughs> well, I mean, she he, he like like I said, he's very naive. I mean, she's like biting her lip. She is so sexy in this movie. It's not. I mean, literally just a sex machine in this movie. Okay, box. I, I gotta ask the million dollar question. Mm-hmm. Did you have a vanity poster? No, I didn't. Back in the day? No, no. This, I, I was only, let's see, this was eight, I was 10 years old when this movie came out. Hey, a lot of 10-year-olds had posters that are uh, heroes on the wall. No, I think at 10 years old, I was still hanging up, like, Rock and Roll Express posters and shit. <laughs> I believe when I turned 15, I was hanging up uh, posters of, like, uh, Paulina. You know who Paulina is? Uh, refresh my mind. The name sounds familiar. You ever heard of the band The Cars? Yeah, uh, he, she was married to, uh, I believe his name is uh, Ben or Rick Osek from the Cars. She was married to the lead singer of the Cars. She was a supermodel wow. at the time. Uh, I had a signed, autographed poster of her on the wall. Uh, oh, so you got to meet her? I got to meet her. Nice. I nice. did. They used to have a car show in North Carolina. When I lived there, and they would have all these famous models there. I had so many autographs of models on my wall. We went anybody like, note? yeah. Anybody else to note? Huh? Did you meet anybody else that noted one of these things? Uh, David Fosfino. Nice, nice. Um, yeah. Me and my sister have a picture with the original Boss Hog from Dukes of Hazard. Very cool. Yep, and it was really him. You could tell. Uh, with the uh, uh, General Lee behind us. Nice, nice. Yeah, my parents have that picture somewhere. I need to get him to, to send me that so I can post it. Yeah, yeah, I like to see that. That's the you know what? Cool. My mom is. My mom and dad are 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 where the pictures are. Maybe I'll see if she can dig that one out. Maybe I'll see if I can. Now, we do. We have brought up the fact that this movie is a little bit about the fact that he's obviously trying to, that he's does realize that him and Vanity are, you know, for each other. But remember, we did say this was him about him finding the master. Now, he does find out where he believes the master is being kept. And uh, he runs into these three guys. Uh, again... These are the most 80s Asians I've ever seen in my life. 80s <laughs> One of the guys has on a, a, a shirt that's see-through. 
and literally you can see his nipples and everything, chest, everything, but, you know, you can see the zipper and the sleeves. The, the, I swear I was waiting for a boy George running at that point. Oh my God! The, the other two were just you know one of them. One of them I've seen in a few other movies. The the heavier guy, I've seen in a few other movies. The other one I've never seen before again. But you know, sleeveless shirt, just totally eighties. They're dancing in the street to songs, which you know in New York you can probably still see people dancing in the street. Um, but you know, this is where he believes the master is, and. Um, they basically make fun of him and leave, and he does not get in. Um, but this also, not right after that, they go right to Shonuff, who's uh, at the pizza parlor looking for Bruce Leroy. And, you know, his dad is talking all kinds of, you know, I, I don't know who he is, but I'm, I'm you know, Leroy Sr., and, uh, you know, show enough says, well, I'm looking for Junior. And they end up tearing up the pizza place. Pretty bad, too. They end up tearing up the pizza place so bad, they even put his little brother in the trash can. <laughs> yeah, in okay. the trash can, man. That's not nice. Yes. And at the pizza party, that's where, you, that's where we get the uh, brief cameo of uh, Carl Anthony Payne II. Yeah, yeah, real quick. Real quick, Cam. Look, yeah, he he's there. And um, and if you notice the video playing on the TV in the background that they have off the jukebox is the video of Eddie Arcad- Arcadian's girlfriend singing the song. So I don't know how that got there, but hey, it was. But, uh, you know, they jump in and, uh, you know, they're tearing up this pizza place looking for him. Uh, you know, his mother is throwing pizza dough at people and hitting them. Obviously, they don't go after her, but, you know, but uh, obviously he's leaving a, uh, he's leaving a message for uh, Bruce Leroy that he ain't bullshitting and he wants to fight him. Um, you know, <laughs> he ain't taking no mess. He even, <laughs> he even puts on the, Shonuff puts on the, the 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 slitted sunglasses. Jesus, <laughs> they weren't even sunglasses. They they were horrible. You couldn't even really see through them. I was never. I never understood how people wore those things. You really couldn't see through them. You really fucking couldn't. You were blind. But I don't know. They did go in. They tore up Pete's place. He runs in right after they tear up Pete's place. They're pulling his little brother out of the garbage can with spaghetti all over him. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at that, but I am. Um, and you know, his brother even says, you know, hey, the whole world knows you kissed his shoes, and basically, you know, you 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 kiss his ass. Basically, is what they're saying. You're afraid of him. You know, what good is all that? You know, martial arts shit if you don't, you know, use it. Uh, then, of course, you know, it goes to the obligatory workout scene. Where he's punching the bag, you have to have one of those in a in in a, in a martial arts comedy movie. Yeah, that that that, that was like his uh, coming to Jesus moment when he realizes he has to fight back. And you always like that. You always, that's that, that's not even just martial arts movies. That's any fight movie. Yeah, that, that's like that's like kind of like a standard. Every time, like they, the the uh, I guess the uh, weakling kind of like reaches his breaking point. It's always that one scene of him alone in a room sweating his balls off. 
shadow boxing or just beating the shit out of something, getting ready for a showdown. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, while he's in there, he's, you know, kind of meditating and Laura Charles comes back in and she is so goddamn flirty. She's biting her lip again. Oh, I love when she does that. Uh, <laughs> um, she really was absolutely incredibly gorgeous in this movie, man. Just amazing. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a shame how she ended up, man. But she in the, in the, in the 80s, early 90s, uh, she was like the... Once again, man, Prince. <laughs> Bravo. That man's dick needs to be bronzed. <laughs> Jesus, no shit, man. I mean, I mean, see, I'm not even. I mean, because he he's about your height, ain't he, Box? Because you about what six two? Yeah, six one. Yeah. Prince was not a very tall man at all. No, he wasn't a physically intimidating guy at all. No, I would literally be like, I, I would, I would tower over over Prince, but he would be like, mm, I, I've got way more pussy. I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right. Don't even argue with him. No, I'd be like, oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> Carmen Electra. Need I say more? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, that, I mean, I, we're, we're going to do like a Prince tribute episode. I mean, I mean, obviously the man gave us the gift of music, but his catalog of women is legendary. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, I agree. Um, now, Laura Charles comes in is trying to hire him again as a bodyguard. And again, he's not interested. Johnny comes in and Johnny is like starstruck and... Tymok doesn't even give a shit. He just doesn't fucking care. Uh, now, this is when Eddie is starts taking auditions. Yes, I said auditions for henchmen. This is probably another one of the funniest parts in the movie. All these bad guys coming up and, you know, doing all kinds of crazy yeah, shit. One guy... Works. Yeah, this guy in fur barking like a dog and eating shit and you know, all kinds of crazy, crazy guys coming up to him. But, uh, you know, he's really trying to hire people to take take Tymok out. And it just one guy. But, you know, but this is just a crazy part in the movie. He has some really crazy characters. And his girlfriend is obviously trying to film another video for a song. And again... Very Cindy Lauperish, very eighties. The whole thing yeah. is just so. It, this is complete. I mean, the, the, you, you could not know when this movie was done and watch it and be like, "Was this an eighties movie?" <laughs> yeah, dead giveaway. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, completely. I, I'll be honest. I was half expecting a, a girl just girls just want to have fun cover at some point. Seriously, dude. Seriously, you're right. Um, yeah, you're right. Now, we, you know, we kind of go to another part here where he does, uh, Eddie Arcadian finally does meet Shonuff and ends up hiring him to take out Tybok. And, you know, of course, he's basically to keep your money. I'll do it for nothing. You know, just a, again, great, great character in this movie. Um, now we're, uh, you know, I'll jump a little bit. We're at the part where he's, uh, him, I mean Leroy, is in the car with Laura Charles. He hasn't really agreed to be your bodyguard, but he's kind of hanging out with her a little bit. He's sort of flirting with her, but in a way where 
even when you're watching it, it's awkward. <laughs> it, it's it's almost like he's but it's like he doesn't know what he's doing. He's like a, it's awkwardly endearing is the best way I could kind of like describe it. Yeah, where he doesn't it's like he doesn't know what he's doing, but it's like yeah. He's trying. You can tell like he's gonna get the girl in the end, even despite itself, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he he's trying. He's doing what he what he knows. Um, now she takes him to her studio, and puts on this video for him. And you had to know a guy like me would love this video. Uh, it's a basically Bruce Lee. Uh, it's a it's a um, compilation of a bunch of Bruce Lee movies. Uh, I've, uh, you see Chinese Connection, you see Fists of Fury, you see Enter the Dragon. Uh, there's even a little scene in there from Game of Death that pops up. There's uh, there's there's Chinese Connection right there. But, um, you know, you, you do see a lot of the Bruce Lee movies. And Jesus Christ, once again, I mean, you know, if, if you want to listen to me ramble on about Bruce Lee, check out our Bruce Lee Muhammad Ali episode on iTunes. Uh, it, it's up there. But, I mean, Bruce Lee... Yeah, you know, it, it's it's there, trust me. But um I mean Bruce Lee just to watch him even in movies how fluid his movements were. I mean just absolutely amazing watching him. And you know, like I said, even watching him in movies is just you know it's fake, but the way Bruce Lee presented it was absolutely incredible. Um now his brother is at the at the studio and they hear noise he walks in he sees his brother with Laura Charles and remember little brother's in love with her and uh she ends up kissing Timok in this movie Leroy and his brother sees it and kind of flips out uh that's kind of where we are now and uh you know from there <clears throat> he runs out of there and you know he's all distraught about it the little the uh, little brother but um he does now go back. When he's watching the video, he sees uh, Bruce Lee and Chinese Connection dress up as a phone operator to get into a building and gets the idea to go in disguise to try to get in to see the master. Um, and, you know, he's, he's, he's trying to get his ghetto voice down here. <laughs> For some reason, whenever I see that part, I think of John Cena before he goes out to Gorilla, trying to make sure his uh, <laughs> his <laughs> trying to make sure his brother voice is right. <laughs> oh god, I can't even argue with that. <laughs> yeah, how could you? You can't. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he, you know, they don't. Re they they kind of recognize him, but you know, they 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 bring him in anyway. You know, the three guys that we talked about earlier, they. They bring him in, uh, you know, they've basically got him there, you know, playing games, and he gets them playing hopscotch, whatever. And, you know, they're they're playing hopscotch for money, but uh, they do figure out who he is. They throw him out, he comes back in, he kicks their ass a little bit, and he finds out that the master is nothing but a fortune cookie machine. You know, um, wow. but, you know... While he's doing that, you know, we did skip a little part where Eddie and his girlfriend got into a fight. She basically told him, you know, you're basically living off me and my tits. 
And uh, she leaves him. Her exact words. Yeah, and my tits. She leaves uh, him and does go to warn Leroy, but ends up warning Johnny that, you know, Eddie's going crazy and might do something crazy. So, you know, Johnny knows, but um, while, you know, when while he's doing that, well, while she's doing that, we're still at the part where, um, you know, it, it kind of flips back and forth between that part and uh, and where uh, Leroy is at the uh, fortune cookie place. Now, again, he does find out that the fortune cookie place is what the master is. So he finds out his sensei kind of lied to him. So he's hurt and crushed, but his sensei did it for a reason because he doesn't, he's basically telling him that he's looking, you know, you're looking for something to believe in when you just need to believe in yourself is basically what the, the message of this was, you know, the message moment of the movie. (laughs) It kind of was, you know, you're, you're, you're looking for something material to touch and to hold and to, you know, to feel when all you need to do is realize you are the master. It obviously, you know, that will be a, a, a big part at the end of the movie, which we will definitely be getting into soon. We're we're literally only got about fifteen, twenty minutes left in this movie, so and uh now you know he does go to talk to his master and his master is basically telling him that he goes back to the dojo, Johnny tells him this, you know, blah blah blah, and they do at this point have Laura Charles and his brother kidnapped at this point um so he's loading up to go he's getting all kinds of stuff ready he's getting throwing stars knives and um johnny's begging to go he locks johnny in the closet of course the little kid from sidekicks ends up showing up and getting him out of the closet later um time Mock goes to laura charles studio where eddie arcadian is waiting for him with his whole gang of people and uh you know, he kind of starts going through the gang of people while he's fighting the whole gang of henchmen. I'm not, I guess that's what we what we'd call them, right? Gang of henchmen. Gang of henchmen, or uh, they look like the they look like rejects from the uh, Michael Jackson Bad video that came out like a year or two after this. Oh shit, they do. All right, so yeah, there you go. Uh, gang of bad Michael Jackson Bad video henchmen. There we go. There we go. Or beat it video henchmen, whichever. Um, so there you go. And, uh, you know, he's fighting all these guys. And next thing you know, all his students come in and are helping him out. Whoa, what? Wow, I I lost you and you're breaking up. Anthony, you there? All right. Anthony will be back in a second. I don't know what the hell happened there. But, uh... Yeah, he, he's fighting all these guys, again, just kicking all their asses. None of them can really touch him, but uh, a couple of them do get a piece of him. And that's when his the guys from his uh, dojo come in, and they are all kicking ass. The, you know, the little kid from Sidekicks and everything, they're all doing what they need to do, kicking ass. And, um, you know, he uh, basically Time Mock sees Eddie Arcaden start running, and he follows him. Which, of course, is a setup and leads him straight to Shonuff. Now, you know, obviously, 
you're watching the movie, you realize that he is definitely going to fight Shonuf in this in this movie. Uh, but first thing he has to do is get Lord Charles and his brother free. So that is what he's doing at this point. He's trying to get them free. He doesn't even realize that he's about to fight Shonuf, but he does. His brother finally gets free. And uh, right now I'm at the point where he is about to fight the man. Show Nuff. So, you know, he's about to fight him. And uh, Show Nuff is kicking his ass as the master. You know, he's literally... There's a song in the movie by Willie Hutch called The Glow. And literally, as Show Nuff is beating his ass, he's got red glow coming out of his hands. That's the glow. It's, the you know, a power. And, uh, you know, he's done doing that. Comes out, he's... Ty Mox getting his ass kicked in this part, Leroy. And um, basically, show enough, starts putting him in water. He starts having some flashbacks as he's, you know, kind of being drowned. And I can't do this part justice. I just have to play it. So here you go, guys. There is one place that you have not looked, and it is there. Only there. You shall find the master. You sure look like a master to me. All right, Leroy. Who's the one and only master? I am. There you go. He says, I am right as he says, I am. Um. He has a yellow... Uh, there you go. Anthony. Anthony, you back? All right. I thought I had Anthony back. For some reason, I don't... I might. I see him, but I don't hear him. Uh, right as he says that, he uh, he glows yellow, and he does. He is the master. He gets the glow, catches Shonuff's hand, Um Shonuf is writhing in pain from it, and then obviously, and then it goes to another part where he is doing the he's doing the hand fa- the hand fan that Bruce Lee did in um ah I can't I forget what movie right off the bat, but it is another callback to a Bruce Lee movie in this, and he even does the the Bruce Lee pose, you know, with the uh, very loose hands. Bruce Lee always believed you never never tighten your fist until the moment of impact, so you know. Anyone who stands with that loose hand pones is definitely kind of being a, you know, doing a Bruce Lee. But he starts beating the hell out of Shonuff. Every hit he has is like lightning. It's just, you know, he's kicking ass and, you know, every time he gets a hit in, it glows. Just a really, really great part in the movie. One of the, one of the best parts in... This may be one of the greatest scenes in... My God, this could be one of the greatest scenes in almost any movie. And, you know, for back then to have the, you know, the, the, the glowing and the sparks and all that was pretty pretty good for the the uh, the thing they have. You know, he ends up kicking him into the thing. Uh, I'm sorry, Leroy ends up kicking uh, Shonuff into a, a tank of water. But, of course, he's not a killer, so he goes out, he takes him out. And Eddie Arcadian is holding a gun to him to Leroy at this point, and he doesn't know what to do. Just sitting there, sitting there, and Eddie takes a shot at him. 
and he thinks he's killed him. But of course, we got to remember, Leroy is the master. So Eddie comes over, rolls him over. Leroy smiles at him, and he has the bullet in his teeth. He caught the bullet. Again, I know it's ridiculous, and this is now a magic trick by a bunch of different people, but this is, I mean, back in the 80s, this had to be one of the greatest moments in movie history. Uh, Leroy flips over, he he smiles, the bullet's in his teeth, and um, that he's, you know, hangs up Eddie from, uh, you know, a hook, wait till the cops get there, and uh, that's pretty much, I mean, that's pretty much the... uh, you know the movie right there he does realize he is the master and um you know basically it goes from there he's you know the credits are rolling while he's uh at Laura Charles studio they're doing a thing and uh he goes in while they're doing it and uh asks her if uh she could teach him some moves and uh those two end up together basically you know end credits there and they're kissing and that's pretty much the end credits right there so, you know, that is the movie. This, you know, like we said, it turned out to be one of those uh, cult type of movies that didn't do great in the box office, but did turn out to be, you know, pretty six. Obviously, we said they doubled their, you know, uh, box office. So that's not bad right there. Um, real quick, before I get into the trivia and stuff, I'm going to take a break and try to get Anthony back real quick. So bear with me for about uh, five minutes, and I'm going to jump back on. Be right back, guys. Am I the meanest? Sure enough. Am I the prettiest? Sure enough. Am I the baddest mofo low down around this time? Sure enough. Well, who am I? Sure enough. Who am I? Sure enough. I can't hear you. Get that sucker to the designated place. At the designated time. And I will gladly designate his ass for dismemberment. I'm having a uh, hard time getting Anthony back. I can't hear him for some reason. I think he's uh, restarting Skype. We'll get him back in a little bit here. <coughs> Excuse me. In the meantime, um, I can read out some of the trivia to you guys while we're doing that, just so we're not on here for uh, you know too late for you guys. Um, mentioned Billy Blanks. Under pressure from the studio, uh, they were trying to cut two million from the budget. Director Michael Schultz and uh, Louis Venosta. They sat up all night uh, trying to. Here, give me one second. Maybe I can hear Anthony here. All right, still can't hear Anthony on Skype for some reason. Um, they sat up all night in a hotel room rewriting the script. When Venasta fell asleep, Schultz decided to just delete 40 pages of the script 
And the next morning, they just sat down and decided to recreate all the deleted material. So, you know, this movie obviously had a few weird things happening to it. Uh, Tymok had no previous acting experience prior to being cast as Leroy. Leroy, he had to learn how to act for this movie. So that's probably, you know, some might say his acting wasn't great. There you go. That might be one of the reasons why right there. So let me see. I got Anthony calling a few different ways here. Sounds like I got Anthony on a phone on one of these. Let's see what's going on here. I don't know what's going on with Anthony. Um, I did mention Motown Records. Motown Records released an original soundtrack album for the movie featuring songs by popular artists uh, Vanity, Stevie Wonder, Rockwell, Eldebarge, Temptations, uh, Smokey Robinson is even on this soundtrack. All part of uh, uh, Motown Records, which, again, we mentioned was, um, you know, Barry Gordy's creation. So uh, there's that. Uh, Vanity was the first and only choice to play Laura Charles. And it does say the character of Angela Varaco was patterned after Cindy Lauper, so I actually did not know that. I was actually correct about that. Uh, let me try Anthony once again here. See if I can get Anthony on the line. I've got Anthony finally. He's on. I think he's on the phone though. Yeah, I'm on my phone. All right. Fucking Skype. Sorry about that, folks. No, nah, no problem at all, man. No problem at all. Um. I was just reading all the uh, trivia. By the way, the uh, and I just said the character of Angela Varaco was patterned after Cindy Lauper. Very good. I was actually right about that. Um, obviously, his hero was Bruce Lee in the movie. Just trying to get something. There's not that many. This film was only shot. This took 40 days to film this movie. So, wow. My bad. Yeah, man. Uh, again, Chaz Palmateri in this. It's only his second feature film, but really quick. Um, Barry Gordy was on set frequently, and both stars, this is one of the movies where both stars just had single names, Tymok and Vanity. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's really about it for this movie. That's really all I've got. Um, I, I need one minute. My dog is barking to go outside. So you want a okay. quick break, or you want to, uh, you want to talk about something? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? You can take a quick break. While all right. One more, I'm just going to let him outside. I'll be back here and. 15 seconds. Gotcha. All right, we'll take a quick break then. Here, one more quick break, and we'll be right back, guys. All right, let's try this one more time here. All right, I've got Anthony. He's on his phone, but he's here. That's what matters. Um, we're back, and we just wrapped up uh, The Last Dragon. Um, so, Anthony, I, 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 is this a movie you've seen, like, a bunch of times, or just, I mean, is this, like, only a couple times you've seen it? Uh, I've seen it. Uh, enough times over, over the life, like over my lifetime so far. I I can't say I saw it a whole bunch of times. Uh -huh. Like what, I would see it like in bits and pieces, and then honestly, the day was one of the first days I actually sat down and really watched it beginning to end. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I mean, I I I, I kind of had to go over the ending myself because you weren't here, and I don't want to keep anyone here until five in the fucking morning. So, um, but I I went over the end myself, and you know, basically it was the part where he, you know. He's being drowned. Suddenly he gets, he realizes he's the master and starts beating the shit out of him, you know, with, you know, basically lightning coming out of him. And what did you think of that uh, for the 80s? What did you think of the uh, special effects there? It was, it was badass. 
and like I said, like you know, compared to the, you really can't compare it to today. Right. We have like obviously more technology, but for the time, I would imagine like you seeing seeing something like that in the theaters in the eighties was like badass. It was. It was very badass. It was very badass at the time, and you know that it, it it's that's one of those parts that maybe it's my age, but it's that's one of the parts in the movie that kind of gives me the chills. You know, it's just oh, and maybe it's me just being a total mark for martial arts. But I, when I see that, and he stands up and he just looks at him, and you know, uh, Shonuff's looking at who's the master. And he just goes, I am. I don't know, man. It's just, you know, that that is part uh, one part. that get, The part in Karate Kid where um, right at the end where he where he beats Johnny, I get the chills. Uh-huh. You know, it's uh, some of these movies just touch my childhood so much when I'm watching them now that it's it, it just gives me the freaking like just that. Oh, man, I can't believe it. Now, now, when you were going, I'm pretty sure because um, I got back on the line when you were going through like the uh, trivia notes. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, happen to mention the uh, Buster Rhymes tie-in that you were talking about earlier with the music video? Um, I didn't, but I could real quick. Give me a second. I'll get right back to that. I'm not going to tell you uh, real quick. Basically, yeah, sure. in 1997, he came out with a video called Dangerous. I don't know if you're familiar with that song. Mm-hmm. But, uh, there's a, you know, Buster Rhymes is basically known for like doing like the kind of out there type of videos. And in that in this particular video, he actually dressed up like show nothing one scene of the video, and he actually spat out all some lines from the movie. So uh, if you put put that in YouTube, it'll come right up. Yeah, it will. And I actually did go check that out earlier today. I've been on my computer a lot today. Um, been doing some research today on um, copyrights, trademarks. Um. Hot Tag, The Hot Tag, The Hot Tag Podcast, Hot Tag Podcast. Um, stressful day, huh? Um, not really stressful. I, I, I've just, I've been doing research and, you know, I, I real quick, I, I want to thank Anthony Missionary Thomas from Wrestling Soup. We mentioned his show every every Wednesday. He is on every Thursday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. On Mixler, just search out, uh, just type in WS. He'll pull right up. Trust me. Um, you know he, he he's been kind of helping us out doing. Basically, I, I didn't realize he was doing pretty much the same thing I was doing today. He's been doing some research too. He found out pretty much what I found out today. Um, you know, basically what we're talking about. You know, I'm, I'm sure everyone knows. And I don't really want to spend too much time on this. And I'll be honest, I I contacted uh, iTunes legal department on what's going on today. So I don't really want to totally trash these guys because I kind of want to just let iTunes take care of it. Um, basically, if I if iTunes legal department says where we have the right to the name, we have the right to the name, and he can't from then on he can't do anything. I will send that note to everyone. So basically, I'm letting them take care of it. Obviously, if you guys didn't listen to the Wednesday show, I know some people here don't. Uh, our name's trying to be taken. Uh, not not movie not not THC movie review the hot tag our Wednesday show mainly is the one but um the THT tag is obviously what everyone what this guy is going after uh I'll be honest this 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 show might get a new name 
it'd be easier to change the name of this one to not have a mess with us at all. So I can probably say me and Anthony within the next uh, two to three weeks, this show will be getting a brand new name. Um, we will, of course, let everyone know what that is. You will, you know, just stay tuned. Our Facebook, you know, the name may change, but our Facebook you'll always be a part of. And just stay tuned to that and we'll let you know what's going on. But yeah, it's just been a, you know, it, it, it's been tough, but... Um, from what I've found, he doesn't have a copyright. He doesn't have a trademark. He has a WordPress site from 2012, and that's it. Um, that's great. We have a Weebly site <laughs> that we used to have from 2014 when we started. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's – and, you know, I, I even said on Facebook today, there's a lot of, you know, air quote, technically – you know, technically we have this, technically he has that. There's a lot of air quote technicallys involved in this because podcasting isn't regulated by the FCC. There is no, you know, th this isn't the movie industry, which I did find out the guy that is trying to take our, uh, the guy is actually in the movie business. <laughs> um. He, what do you know? He is in the movie business. He does have an IMDb. Uh, I'm not sure if I should actually give the guy's name just yet. You know what? I'm not going to just yet, uh, just in case. He doesn't have many movies. He's got like nine movies um, to his credit. He's written a few movies. Uh, one movie called The Trolls, not the Trolls movie you're thinking of, not the cute little trolls that uh, jump around. Something called Summer League. Have you ever heard of any of these movies? Uh, no. Yeah, they're they're B-rated movies. So you know, um, but you know, I mean, he, he is someone that you know he he does have this. Uh, we did find out that I believe WWE is behind Flow Slam, which might not be good for us in the long run. <laughs> Uh, but you know, worst comes to worst, we'll do what we got to do. I'm just going to let this weekend play out. I'm really going to let iTunes, uh, legal department take care of it. If iTunes tells us to change our name, we're not going to have a choice at that point. But you know, I, I, from what I've seen, I really don't feel he has the ownership of anything. I don't think no. anyone has ownership of anything, uh, so hopefully it'll all work out and uh iTunes to tell us that our name that we are the we have the rights to the name and uh we'll see what happens from there but um you know yeah trust me I'm pissed at the guy I'd like to you know call him a fucking douchebag and tell him to fuck off but you know I don't know if maybe he he knows something that we don't I don't want to sit there and say he doesn't when he when maybe he's got this fucking you know giant rabbit up his sleeve. Yeah, and like you said, it's a lot of technicalities here, and yeah. he sent it to the legal department, so I'll try to keep my word to himself and sweet. <laughs> but I, 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 I just honestly, I think the whole situation is bullshit. Yeah, you could say yeah, technically the guy came up with the name first, but when you do a show, when you do a show, eight episodes over two years. What the fuck kind of? What do you have ownership to? That's not you're not putting in the work for it. So, to me, you don't you give a fuck about the name. Well, if you kind of let it just kind of like hang out there and just not really do anything with it. Yeah, and it, I mean, here's my thing. These are podcasts, dude. This is not regulated. A, we are. Me and Shaheen 
do not make a penny off this. As a matter of fact, and or Anthony, I'm sorry, Anthony, me, Shaheen, Anthony, none of us make a penny off of this. And you know what? I'll even throw Bobby in there. Bobby joins us all the time. Bobby's in there with us. And you know, and and you know, even you guys, all of us, everyone in the chat room right now, you're all a part of this show. None of us make money off of any of this. You know, it's it's just. I don't they're literally a subscription service. They are trying to make money. And you know what? The hot tag, you think what what you created that? You don't think Vince McMahon would have fucking trademarked that if he could? Really? Yeah, and he's gonna have to loosely affiliate with West. He would, if he could find a way to trademark the middle finger, he would do it. Oh, absolutely. You can't it, it, it's things you can't do because they're just Regular parts of society, just regular things that anybody could do, like anybody could throw up a middle finger, and that just 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 like pissed me off about the situation. Yeah, it's yeah. He might have come up with the name first, but at the end of the day, you and she, I'll take my this for a minute. Uh, Three you, years. You're 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 breaking up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you're breaking up worse. <laughs> well, while you're doing that, I'll, I'll make my point real quick. While you're while you're trying to find a better spot, I I know Skype's messing with us tonight. But I mean, you know, it, it's that's like me branding the term "fuck you." I'm gonna trademark "fuck you." Anytime someone uses the, anytime someone says "fuck you," I want money. How's that? I'm I'm, I'm gonna trademark it. I'm I'm gonna copyright "fuck you" podcast. Anytime someone tells me, anytime someone looks at me and says "fuck you," I'm gonna go, "Oh yeah, you owe me twenty bucks." I trademark that word. I don't know if this can even be trademarked. There are two people that have hot tag trademarked. There is a food truck out of Alabama who has the hot tag trademarked. And there is a label slash tape company who has the that uh, trademark on it. None of them have anything to do with A, wrestling, um, B, podcasts, C, us. You know, it's, it's just the way it is. <clears throat> And you know, B Meg says they probably have sponsors. B Megs, they do. Um, man, I'm really trying. To, I I I really found a lot of information today, and I'm trying to think of what I can and and and. It's not that I can't say what I don't want to really put out there. Um, here, I'll say this: we in, in in searching today, we found out that WWE has put a substantial amount of money into Flow Slam. Um, I'll, I'll, that I believe I can say. I don't want to put an amount on it, but I, I, I do know the amount. Um, a substantial amount WWE has put in. Uh, obviously, these guys are streaming Evolve and other shows. So, I mean, yeah. And, you know, BMX is saying Taz basically had some guys that said, you know, I didn't realize this, but someone told us. Some guys had these, the, uh, something called the FTW podcast. Obviously, at Fuck the World, Taz had the FTW logo. He sent them a cease and desist. They had to change their name. Taz uses nothing of FTW podcast. His podcast isn't even FTW podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah once again, man, it, that's just like a, you know, it's just an asshole move. It's a dick, it's a dickish move. Like, I, look, I could understand, you know, look, trademarks, if you own it, you buy it. But my whole thing is this, regardless of who had what first, it's a matter of intent. What are you doing with the name and the trademark that you own? And to me, it is show eight shows over two years. He forfeited his uh, ownership rights to the name, especially when you took the name. And I would, I would dare I say, 
if WWE's paying attention, more people know you guys from THT than this schmuck. I would hope so. And you know what? And, and, and he's not even using the hot tag. Um, according to him, um, he's claiming he owns the name Hot Tag. Not, you know, and, and I know it's petty, but believe it or not, pettiness makes a difference when you're looking at things like this. If he just owns Hot Tag, fuck him. We are the Hot Tag. T-H-T. So, you know, and, you know, I mean, he said no hard feelings. And, you know, everyone that contacted us that he did this to, that heard about what what was going on with us, said he started off everything the same way. No hard feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from, you know, we, we've been told a lot of podcasts that have, you know, some affiliation to our name is ha, they've all changed their name. Great for us. But I, I, I'll be honest. I... I don't I don't want to change our name and I don't plan on doing it and I plan on uh, look I don't have a lot of money this guy might have more money than me but I will fight this the best I can and as fucking hard as I can because me and Shaheen have worked very hard for and Anthony we've all worked hard for every fucking listener we have on this show on the Wednesday show and you know, and I'll say mainly on the Wednesday show because that's where most of the episodes are. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. I mean, you guys put the work in. I mean, right. You know, thank you and Shaheen for like let me just tag along for the ride. No pun intended. <laughs> but I mean, regardless, it's just it, I, I just think it's, it's a petty situation. And the only solace we can honestly take in all of this is the fact that if WWE is paying attention to us, we're doing something right. Whenever the big boys start paying attention to what you're doing, you know you're doing something right. Yeah, I mean, I, well, you know, I mean, I, I guess they're going after everyone that has the name like us, Hot Tag, the Hot Tag. I don't know how many ways you can say the Hot Tag. He said there's six six other shows with our name or some variation. I mean, what are you calling yourself? The Tag that's hot? What? Are, okay there, Broken Matt Hardy. <laughs> um, I I I just don't get it. it. It's a very confusing situation. And again, with this, with podcasting being, I mean, let's face it, podcasting is sort of the fucking wild west right now. It really is. Not, not for long. Not for long. Especially, yeah. Unfortunately, not for long. But I mean, think about it. Right now, if you've got a computer, a microphone, and a little bit, I mean, you don't need a lot of computer skill. You just need to know the basics. You can have a podcast. You don't you don't you don't need Mixler to have a podcast. You don't need everything I have. I mean, I personally like having Mixler to be live to everybody. We don't have to be live. I like having the chat room. We don't have to have the chat room. You know, but I I enjoy the chat room. I enjoy being live and you know, but we don't have to be. All you need is a recording program and you can put your shit on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if not for one person a week listening to you, you have an audience. Yeah, and you know, if 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 we were making money off of this podcast, if we had merchandise that said THT, the hot tag all over it, I would completely understand the you know this guy coming at us. But where we pay to do this, uh, 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 look, I'll tear down. Listen, guys, I pay. We pay. Me and Shaheen pay to take care of this podcast <laughs> you know that's what we do 
we you, no one pays us we're not on patreon we're not you know we're not doing that a we're not we know we're not big enough and b we just Shaheen doesn't feel that we need to do something like that and i i i wouldn't feel comfortable asking anybody for money anyway so you know that's just the way it goes but you know we're not we're we're we're, we're not make trying to make money off this the guy's just being a petty little prick and that's yeah petty prick as opposed to a cocky one. As opposed to a cocky prick, exactly. Yeah, yeah, fucking prick. But uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, 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 and unfortunately, there is a lot of, yeah. Well, you know, like we were saying, everyone has a fucking podcast now. And I'm going to tell you something though: the celebrities getting the podcasts, and you know, celebrities, superstars. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing everyone in there. Um, are going to ruin it for the little people? Me, yeah, exactly. me, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, I said, no, exactly. I mean, I ain't mean to cut you off there, but exactly, because if you look at where podcasting started from, it started from people like you, Shaheen, Solomon. These are regular people that started doing a podcast, and then once, you know, celebrities started to say, hmm, we can reach our audience, we can make money off. Once they started getting involved, it changed the game. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not quite there yet, but it's getting there, and it fucking sucks. Something that was pure is basically going to be turned into a bunch of corporate horseshit. Well, what's going to happen is they're, we're all going to end up getting regulated by the FCC. We're all going to have to clean up our fucking language. And we're all going to be fucking handcuffed. It, 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 it's almost inevitable with all these celebrities. I mean, look, everybody we know now. Look, Tony Schiavone, podcast. Bruce Pritchard. Ric Flair. Taz. Steve Austin, uh, I mean, where, I mean, I, 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 I've got thousands, I, I can't even think of more now because I'm actually starting to get pissed off and I don't want to. Um, but I mean, you know, everyone, all these people have, and now all the, all the celebrity celebrities, like regular celebrities are starting to get podcasts now. That's going to be bad because they're going to want to own everything. Oh, I own that. Oh, I own this. I mean, you know, even Adam Carolla, who I mean, people call him the Pod Father. The I mean, he was really one of the beginning people that made podcasts start becoming big when he got fired from radio and went over to a podcast. You know that that's where he gets the name the Pod Father from. Adam Carolla was having a thing with with patent trolls. What these guys did is they bought the patent to the word podcast. He had the word podcast in his name, and they came after him. You know, and, and he did his research. He found out these were just a bunch of friggin' people, you know, a, a bunch of attorneys out of East Texas that were messing with him. And, dude, they were costing him millions, millions, and, you know, it, it, to, to do this. You know, I, I heard all this on a, a Joe Rogan podcast. But basically, you know, I mean, same thing happened to him. He had patent trolls coming after him because he had the word podcast in his name. The Adam, I, I forget what the name of his podcast was, but, you know, Adam, I, I actually like his show. I, I used to listen to it. I, I haven't really much, but Adam Carolla is really where this podcast thing became big. But, I mean, now you got guys out there like, you know, I mean, Mark Maron. Holy shit. Mark Maron had fucking President Obama on his podcast, dude. 
Yeah, that, yeah, that was that was a big deal. But like, you big know, like deal. The more, the, the, the more main, the more mainstream this thing gets, the more it's gonna suck. And for everybody, I know, and I'm worried. It could be, you know, it, it, it could be a catch twenty two. It could be a really good thing for people like me, but it could also be a really bad thing for people like us who are sitting here, just trying to, you know, get shit shit off our fucking mind. And just bullshit with people. That's re- look. That's what we do every fucking week. We just bullshit with people. That's all we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 like I said, look. W- look. Neither one of us. We're far from celebrities, so I, you know this not this is not an ego thing. But I, we got we got like a respectable following, you know, between the Wednesday show and this show. And, and, and like I said, nobody's making a damn dime off of this. Mm-mm. We do this. It's a labor of love, essentially. It's a labor of fucking love, and to have the the the, the prospect of that being taken away is just it's it's just a disgrace. Yeah, it's just a fucking disgrace. Yeah, there's there's a few little questions here. I, mean, I got one in the chat room that you know, d- did we file a THD podcast copyright? No, we didn't because we owned the website for a while, and that was why we didn't. But again, I don't. You know, it's it, and we would have to trademark it. Copywriting is for mu- uh, music, and again, this is where it gets weird because are podcasts technically music? Are they? I mean, you know, because copywriting is for mediums, movies, uh, music, books, things like that. Trademarks are for products. So, what exactly is a podcast? Is it a is it a <laughs> Q live in the chat? I didn't file because I got high. <laughs> he's, he, he's he's probably right. To be honest with you, <laughs> that's fucking insane. <laughs> Holy shit! He called me out, and he's right. God damn it! <laughs> but um. You know what? You know what? You're right, dude. I, I didn't file because I just got high and said, "Fuck it." All right, fuck it. I don't need to I'm file it. Right. But, but, but let me, let's be honest. I mean, you know, and I'm not trying to speak to you guys, but you probably don't copyright this stuff because you ne- you never expect when you start something like this for it to be anything but just like a niche thing, a hobby thing. I'm pretty sure when you guys first started doing the show way back when, uh, three, four years ago at this point, you didn't imagine that you would be at a point where you would have like a hundred, a hundred some odd, a hundred and fifty some odd episodes in a can. No, 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 no. no. Uh, man, trust me, dude. Me and Shaheen were what we're like too. We're gonna be lucky to get through a year, but you know, especially with all the audio issues we were having. But you know, once I fixed those, I was ready to go, man. I was excited after that. You know, and I'm truthfully, man. I look forward to every Wednesday and Friday. I I love doing this. I mean, I've said before a ton of times. I have been, you know, I've been told my half my life that I should be doing radio, and I don't have the fucking schooling for radio. But this to me is just as good. I absolutely fucking love doing this. This is my way of being on radio. This, you know, so this to me is great. I absolutely in, I enjoy it. I love it. I look forward to every fucking Wednesday and every Friday bullshitting with you guys with the chat room. You know, some nights we get a, you know, really live chat room and I love it. Some nights we don't get that live of a chat room, but either way, the chat room's always got good shit to say and I love interacting with 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 people. I mean, that's 
what I do is a job. I'm, 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 I'm in sales, so I interact with people. It's what I like to do. You know? Yeah, yeah I mean, same here, man. Like, same here. Like, this is, like, it, it's fun. It, and we're still going to be around, but it's just the it's just the principle of having this. You know, you take something, you cultivate it, you build it. I don't, like I said, I, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. This, this other douche might have had the name first, but you guys actually took it and did something with it and cultivated it. Because, I mean... It's like, I look at it like this. You guys are in your fifth season. That bitch got canceled. Eight episodes is not a full season or anything. He gave up and just, like, he just fucked it. And then, like, it's like once, it's like one day he came to the realization, oh, what's this other THC? They have, they're on iTunes, they're on Stitcher, they have X amount of episodes in the can. Well, oh. Obviously what happened is somehow he got hooked up with Flow Slam. Flow Slam wanted to use the name. They must have somehow found out how, how, th- how they found this guy? I don't know. And not you guys first, over because like, because you would think with the number of episodes you guys got out there, your name should have came up first before this, before this dude. I mean, you type us in on YouTube, we come up. Or I'm yeah, sorry, Google on Google, Google, not YouTube. I'm I'm reading the chat, um, and uh, Q Live says I sound effeminate. Really? That's right. And Q Live's right. We stole it fair and square. Uh, I don't, you know, I technically we we didn't steal. We came up with it and did some research on if anyone else had it. And the last show we saw had it was in 2012. Um, they had done eight episodes. Their last episode was, I believe, November 2012, and they hadn't done another one. So when me and Shaheen decided in June of 2014 to start this show. You know, we figured, well, shit, they're not really, you know, they haven't done anything. Why would they, they've been, you know, inactive for two years now. Well, now it's going on five years they've been inactive and suddenly they're wanting to get their name back. That screw you. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. That's where I'm at with it. Like, like, fuck them. Like, bite my tongue a little bit because, you know, you don't want to have, you don't want to have any incriminating evidence out there. (laughs) Because apparently Big Brother's listening. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know who's listening at this point. But uh, I, I, I just, <laughs> I, I just really want, you know, I, I really would rather iTunes take care of it, and what iTunes says is going to be what goes. So, and uh, you know, uh, we was asking, does the THT, does the hot tag name affect THT movie review? Uh, it, it, it could, because unless we just say THT stands for nothing. So, I'm I'm planning on actually changing the name of this one. I I really if 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 I can help it, the name of the Wednesday show will not get changed, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, this one maybe it might just be easier because I mean I, I'm I'm having to deal with two name issues is killing me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, put, I put it to you like this, uh, folks. Uh, we're coming up on our one-year anniversary in a couple weeks, mm. so we're fuck it. We're gonna blow this shit to smithereens, and on that day, we're gonna have new intro, new music, new name, the whole shebang. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 get it done. But um, 
You know, I uh, I don't know. I'm I'm really not going to get into that anymore. I, I I've 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 pretty much said what I want to say, and you know, it, I'm, me and she may get into it Wednesday. Hopefully, we'll have more information by Wednesday on the uh, on uh, you know the, the on THT Wrestling. Dare I say, the Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. But hey, uh, yo, <laughs> whatever I guess whatever the outcome is, hopefully you don't have to retroactively go back to all that audio and edit out. WWE style and have to go back and edit out all mentions of THT. Well, and I, and I, you know, I even said to, uh, you know, I, I even mentioned in iTunes, I mean, we have, you know, liners from guests of the show that we can't, you know, exactly get back on. I mean, we're going to do, hey, uh, Lance, uh, hey, Lance Hoyt, by the way, could you come back on and just say the name of our new show so I can add it into, I mean, come on, dude. No. Yeah, yeah, that's bullshit. Like, hey, <laughs> well, you probably get DJ on because he's going to be on anyway. But, but yeah, but that that's like a little that, that that fucks a lot of things up, and that's why I'm hoping that uh, iTunes, their legal department, can get this shit settled in your favor because, they, they, like you said, that's a bunch of horse shit. You got liners, you got all these audio of uh, people putting the show over the THT name. What are you going to do? Reach a I know you did a show for us about three years ago. Can you come back and plug the new name? That's, that's just dumb. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the only thing we can do is just turn around and call ourselves Tag Hot The. <laughs> because that's still THT. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else we can do. Shaheen asked me last night, what else can we have THT stand for? I'm like, uh, totally hot tits? I don't know. Um. Well, uh, I don't know if you caught soup yesterday. I think Mitch had a good idea. I think he said something called it duh. Duh hot, duh hot tag. Or, tag. I, I like that. The real hot tag. The real hot tag. The, the real hot tag. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we could do a little bit. I, I don't know, man. I don't the know. initials won't be as catchy, but fuck it. I mean, it would still be the you know. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I really want to fight for the name. I really do. I know. Unfor- I mean, look. I mean, you know, Shaheen posted something on our, uh, on our, you know, on on the the page today that he's just kind of, uh, this just kind of really, you know, depressed the shit out of him. He's just not even wanting to do it anymore, and I, I really hope he. I do not want these guys to think they beat us. You know, I I I, I don't, and I will. I I'm gonna fight for the name. You know, it, like me, I'm stubborn. I don't give a fuck. Look, <laughs> look, I'm 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 not some you know twenty year old kid with a fucking podcast. I'm a forty one year old man with a podcast. You know about you know, and I'm not gonna just fucking sit there and be like, oh, okay, I'll change my name. Nah. Yeah, I Nah, I, I'm, and I mean, look, dude, I'm, I'm, I will go down swinging. Yeah. If, 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 yeah. if, if I go down, I'm going to go down throwing fucking punches, and that's, you know, yeah. that, that's, that's me. The horny tag. Hmm. Yeah. And this has nothing to do with Shaheen or you, but a blow slam. My name's Anthony. If you want to send me a cease and desist, <laughs> fuck you. You can. Because I, I got news for these guys. You can't take away what somebody don't got. So please sue me, because I don't give a fuck. Let me say this. You cannot send me a cease and desist over Facebook Messenger, by the way. The fuck 
I will no, I mean dude, I have gotten no papers, number one. I will not take a cease and desist over Facebook Messenger seriously. <laughs> I mean, come the fuck on, cease and desist. Fuck them. Uh, it's, 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 Matter of fact, fuck this guy's father, because if he hadn't fucked his mother, we wouldn't be dealing with this shit. Especially, I'm not going to take it seriously when it starts with no hard feelings. Come on, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. This is horse shit. I mean, like I said, you say, you know, I know, you, you know you're a humble guy, Box Gene. You're all humble guys. I'll, I'll put you over. They saw something, like I said, that was growing, got an audience, and they just said, well, you know, we're going to shut this shit down. Because I, I just find it, it's just fascinating to me. You know, you sit on something for however many years, and, and flow slam. What the fuck? Like, even if they found his, even if they found that he had the trademark first, he has eight fucking episodes. These guys have well over 100, almost 200 episodes. Who the fuck do you think as a professional company, you should be reaching out to first. And, and you know, he's not, he's saying he owns the IP, which I guess I can say this. We found out it is on a, a, a because, you know, I mean, Anthony um, Mish said this on Wrestling Soup. He owns a WordPress. Basically, if you, uh, you me and Shaheen had a, a Weebly site, we, you know, Weebly would have to tr copyright the name in order to own it. So basically, WordPress would be the one that owns his website. He doesn't own the website. He didn't build it and put it on GoDaddy and do all that, you know, and buy the domain name. He, I, I even did a domain search, and there is no hottag.com except us. Our old website pulls up, you know. So I, you know, it's it's it it it's it's just a very shitty situation. Hopefully, it'll work out. We will see. But um, you know, in the meantime, fuck it. Let's just roll into fucking credits with that. In the meantime, you can uh you can catch me and Shaheen every Wednesday, right here, mixture dot com slash thd podcast. Check us out. THT, THT podcast slash group slash TH uh, I, DM, I can't even he changed the name so I don't even know what the fucking thing is anymore fuck it check us out every Wednesday right here mixer.com slash THT podcast and of course you are listening to THT movie review always check out me and Anthony right here 11.30pm eastern time on mixer.com slash THT podcast and uh, I believe that's it, Anthony. You got anything else on the uh, anything else at all, man? No, oh, man. You kind of covered our bases. Love going over the last dragon, and uh, it's just like I said. I wish we could have ended on like a more on more of a higher note, but you know, corporate co you know corporations they fuck up everything. But uh, hopefully, you know, we'll we'll weather this storm, and THT name will live on forever. Yep, we will see. On that note, we will check you guys out next week, and uh, we will see you then. All right. Later. Later. Go home and get your fucking shine box. <laughs>